Ultra. Welcome to episode 50 of the Weekend Bugle, your uh, weekend edition of Spider-Man Minute, usually exclusive for Patreon, but hey, it's free preview weekend because we're celebrating 50 episodes of this madness. Yeah! So... Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, 50 episodes of an irregularly uh, uh, weekly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, how many how many weeks does that how long have we been doing this show then uh, at this point like two years yeah yeah so you know something like that <laughs> yeah I don't know that's crazy uh, we've been doing this a while so anyway so we got the weekend view we got a special thing planned that you probably already saw in the subject line um, but uh, it, because we want to do that special thing we also brought a special person Preeti Chipper welcome welcome to the show hello, hello. yay, yay. Listener favorite, our favorite, <laughs> Preeti Chibber. Friend of the show. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for having yeah. me. Um, so the first thing we have to talk about, I guess, uh, before we get to our main topic that will be the majority of this, we should probably talk about the fact that uh, Disney and Sony uh, made up and uh, we're going to get another uh, Tom Holland MCU Spider-Man movie, which is nice. That's the so, thing. Yeah. 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 That's good. I, yeah, it's great. And we, it sounds like he's going to be available for like future kind of team up movies, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah was, I don't know what those team up movies are going to be, but no. um, I'm I'm hoping for Fantastic Four personally. Oh, God. That I cool. just, you know, Johnny Storm and Peter Parker yeah. on screen. I would I would die. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Best buddies. Uh, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it's it's not like it changes like too much of our like big episode that was just about that. Just sort of like delays it a bit and let, lets things be a little nicer bow tied up that they yeah can, they get one more full-on well, spidey in the mcu spidey spidey movie when kevin feige came out he was like i think we told the story we need to tell him like did you because that <laughs> ended the on a cliffhanger yeah. man <laughs> well i i i i mean we were we were talking about it before and like yeah it ends on a cliffhanger but it ends on a insular cliffhanger so like it it's it's just like a spider-man related cliffhanger it wasn't like right, an mcu cliffhanger Right, totally. But the the idea of like I told the Spider Man story I wanted to tell. Like, yeah, where like you had he's another uh, one in the tank. Yeah, whereas he's where uh, you, like, surprised. Yeah, where he's where he's Tony. He's, he's Tony Stark's little boy. Um, he told yeah, that story. And then it ends. It is life is ruined. Yeah, the end. Like like what happens with anyone who gets involved with Tony Stark. Fair point. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I think he told a perfect MCU story. With those. Four films, five films. Oh. Five films. That he was in wrapped yeah. up in a book. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. And uh, also for the record, I just want to put this out into the world: William Jackson Harper as Reed Richards. Ooh, that's, Ooh that's yes. it. That's all. I that's, just got goosebumps. Right. That's 
That's all I want in the world. Anyway, we know he'd look good in that costume because boy, howdy. Oh, man. Because here's the Mm -hmm. thing. Here's the thing. As much as I appreciate that they went uh, with an African-American actor for uh, uh, Johnny Storm, I think it's way more interesting to do that with a character like Reed Richards than a character like Johnny Storm. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just because, I don't know, Johnny Storm, there's... And I mean, did you see that movie, Preeti? I did. I did see it. He, um... It just, I just feel like it's just like, it's like a lot of stereotypes about uh, African-American young men. And I was like, okay, all right, I guess. What sucks is that I love, I really love Michael B. Jordan and I want him to be in everything. Yeah. And my, the biggest problem with Fantastic Four as a movie is that. It's bad. It was clearly like, (laughs) well, no. It's enforced I felt the same way about Fantastic Four that I felt about Suicide Squad. Sure. And that is that they both had potential to be awesome yeah. but just behind the scenes stuff got in the way yeah. and like that sucks yeah it does yeah, yeah. It greatly does. it squandered a lot of that potential for sure yeah um and and a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the things don't make any sense like the fact that uh, uh high school students are at a science fair for elementary school students <laughs> um, <laughs> and that they just like reshot half the movie yeah yeah i i, I assume that science fair <laughs> scene was one of them but just seeing like a a booth with two high school students surrounded by elementary school students in a science fair (laughs) was like somebody's wires got crossed and nobody cared enough to send all those kids home and bring in age appropriate extras no we only have this location for two days i mean come on we gotta yeah, yeah, it's going to be a, give me some extras for a science fair. <laughs> and then they just get a bunch of children. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um enough um, for about Fantastic Four. That's not why we're here. No. But um <laughs> I, so so yeah, so I'm I'm excited that they're uh that they're going to be able to do another MCU film. I think that if if this ends the MCU's involvement in Spider-Man after this this bout, this uh, this third film, like I, I think I can accept that because I, I wouldn't mind having a Spider-Man centric uh, college series of films, college age series of films, where mm. you know, we yeah. just focus on Spider-Man yeah. stuff. That would be cool. Um, I, well, yeah, right. Like that's the problem. Like as I love these movies and and Homecoming and Far From Home both, I think, benefited and had issues because of where they. Because of how they did have to be part of this massive thing, right. yeah, right. And and at the Absolutely. time, I was just accepting of it as like, well, that's the uh, that's the, the the cost of the ticket, right? Like this is the price of entry to get a Spider-Man movie. Totally, in, you know, mm-hmm. that's here. Of course, they're going to make sure it's connected to everything else. Like that's fine. Right. But that doesn't mean that right. that's the only version of Spider-Man I like, and that you couldn't do interesting stories where Peter is alone off on his own. Because that's that's most of the big that's ones. Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. That's Spidey. That's the the like the Spider-Man game is like is like my plat- platonic ideal for a for a Spider-Man story. God, so like, so good. That's what that's what yes. I, I want that. It's in, the in best movie Spider-Man form. movie. Yeah, it is. And if Sony's really obsessed with staying in high school, you just introduce Miles. He's in high school. Yes. Peter's in college. You get the best of both worlds. It's perfect. Like it sounds great. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Anyway. Do it, cowards. Anyway. Um, um <laughs> do it cowards <laughs> <laughs> and on that note uh we're gonna have to make a lot of decisions and uh, some people oh may end up calling us cowards it's true because uh today on this 50th episode of the weekend bugle <laughs> we are going to determine once and for all spider-man spider-man's ultimate foe <laughs> uh, because we 
we today's episode is the Spider-Man Minute Ultimate Foe Final Four. Because uh, we don't play sports. No. no. <laughs> this is the Smuff. Smuff. Yeah. Ep- episode. Four apps. Three apps. Smuff. Um, Smuff. Ultimate Foe Final Four. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah so so we uh we've we've got we've got a bracket of 16 villains um i did not mess around when i uh when i built this bracket no no um, he was brutal made this, cutoffs yeah yes uh i i had to make this brutal because i could have easily uh uh you know put this out to like 32 villains but at the end of the day it's like you look at the 32 villains and it's like well, I mean, I know at least sixteen of these are getting cut in the first round, so why even bother, <laughs> right? right? Like, yeah. So we're basically we're basically just sort of skipping to the second round, right? Here. Mirage um, is not going to be on this list, you know? No, no. As much as I think the spot has a cool costume, I was about to say the spot is missing <laughs> and cool cool powers. I don't think he would have made it past the first round. So uh, just 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 to set up some parameters some rules as far as what we're talking about here we are specifically talking about these villains in terms of spider-man's foe so we're not talking about you know craven versus morlin who would win in a fight no we're talking about who is the better villain for spider-man um and that's that's specifically what we're talking about and that goes in terms of where we can take past stories into into consideration we can take uh, the ways they've been adapted in film, cartoons, all that stuff into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, we can take their origin to, in, into consideration, <clears throat> performances, whatever we want yeah. as far as is, is this his ultimate foe, yeah. right? So that's like, what we're talking about when we talk about this. The best. Um, well, maybe not best, but like the, the most <laughs> Spider-Man the villain. Most, the most Spider-Man villain. The, the foeiest the foe. foe. There yes. we go. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, um, yeah, the Spider-Man minutes, foeiest foe, final four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what, uh, what were, what, what I did here with this first bracket is I sort of sanctioned, uh, all of these, uh, uh, supervillains off into pairs that I felt sort of complemented each other in a way where they're sort of sitting in a similar place for one reason or another. And I'll explain as we get to each one. Some are more obvious than others. Sure. Um, but, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to like, so like there is a world where I put this together and no matter what happened, our final two were going to be Dr. Octopus and Green Goblin. Right. You know, if it was that's why I made them. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's why I made them a first round, Um, because right off the bat, like in order to make this interesting at all, we have to get that versus out of the bat right away. Yeah. So first off the surf first up, we've got. Dr. Otto Octavius versus Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin. Actually, no, not Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin, Just the concept of the Green Goblin. The concept of the Green Goblin, yes. Um, And the Green Goblin specifically because the Hobgoblin does come up, show up later. Right. Um, Um, So so this is just specifically those two. So the Green Goblin actually does encompass both Norman and Harry um, and any others that have uh, picked up that mantle um, at some point. Um, though I don't think any matter as much as Norman and Harry. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've sort of like in, in getting ready for today, I kind of conceptualized my approach to like valuing these villains in terms of four parameters, which was yes. like, is, is their origin and power interesting? Like, you know, if, if they were on a stat sheet, like what's cool about this character as a just like blank 
you know, as a character. And then yeah. have they been used to tell cool stories? Could they be used to tell cool stories? And how dope is their costume? And yes, I mean, that's like right. a huge like, let's not let's not yes. mince words. That's a huge part of any Spider-Man. Oh, movie. yeah, for sure. No, there's a pairing. There's a pairing later on that is just literally specifically they're only put together because they have the coolest costumes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, oh, wait, I definitely I took that into figured out who that was. Yeah. OK. Cool. Yep. I know. Me too. <laughs> Um, so if we start with costumes, I mean, these are, again, heavy hitters here. Um, I think... Sure, but only one of them is iconic, right? Because Dr. Yeah. Octopus's yeah. costume isn't iconic. It changes all the time. What's iconic about him is the, 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 arms. the arms. Yes. Right? Uh, I think you mean his bangs. <laughs> <laughs> the bull cut. Uh, his bangs are mad iconic. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Remember, do you, do you remember when Spider-Man 2, when they were talking about Dr. Octopus was going to be in Spider-Man 2 and everyone's like, well, obviously you have to cast Elton John. Right, yeah. because of the hair. That's how it it's always the only, works. It's the only answer, and I was like, "That." I think that was the moment where I realized the comic fans are stupid with their fan casting. <laughs> I won't lie that when I was wa- when I was playing um, the game with the PS4 game, I was like, "Hey, where is Bane? Why he bald though? Why he bald though? Come on, yeah." But it would have been insane uh, to like to let write off an actor to play him in the game or otherwise because he didn't normally wear his hair like that. You know, I'm gonna need you to brush it real forward, uh, straight across the like forehead. That's the audition where they're like, I don't, I don't know if I quite know. And then like like Star is Born style, they go over there and mess up yes. his hair and put it in front of his eyes. I need to see you without artifice and with bangs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as costume design goes, the Doc Ock. I mean, he's had different outfits, but it's mostly just the, yeah. like a greenish jumpsuit. And what's cool right. is the yeah. the arms have to go in origin and powers zone. They can't just be right. costume wise. So I think you have to give the style points to the Green Goblin. And so, okay, yes. Well, but oh. here's what I'll uh, say though about that. In uh-huh. terms of that, is that in in adaptations of these characters the the arms become a much more iconic feature than anything on the green goblin because you know as much as we love the first spider-man movie like one of the things that takes us out of that movie is that there's no purple involved in that costume and i mean i'm not gonna lie that if you had told me that i had to like remember what the green goblin costume looked like Mm -hmm. without getting a refresher i would have been like i know it's purple (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but like i don't is it is it like a unit a unitard yeah like how, what's the difference remember. between the shirt and the pants there you know like mm-hmm. people riff oh, that's on a it. singlet that's a singlet right i think so yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. a little tunic they, they definitely improved on the green goblin costume with the hobgoblin costume i i, I, I think yes. i don't yes uh oh, adding sure. the cape and the hood uh from the little the little the little goblin hat uh, mm-hmm. that he had before um definitely a vast improvement i think yeah the cape especially oh so far. cape especially yeah he's it, much more menacing yeah it brings the whole thing together i think yeah yeah so it's not just satchel so it's not guy. even the best it's not even the best version of, of a, the goblin costume no. no honestly i feel like for being his two most like big hitter foes they kind of have like the weaker costumes 
Because yeah. here it comes back to where it was about the story. And if we're going story, I feel like I go Doc Ock because Doc Ock led us directly to like that iconic Peter, uh, the full page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you know, you know, our favorite spread. Yeah. Oh. He's lifting, lifting the, thing the thing and he's like, oh, yeah. He's got to get the, the thing. He's got to get the cure for Aunt May. Come on. He's got to get the care for Aunt May. Uh, yeah. Like that I go, even though I love so many of the storylines that that Goblin has led us to, mostly Norman, mm. that's the like that. that to, I mean, you want to talk iconic. Like that's iconic. Yeah. Here, here's what's funny, though. I'm I would say that I think that Harry is the better Green Goblin because Harry got more personal than Norman ever did. Norman was like his version of personal was killing his girlfriend. But yeah. but Harry's was like, I'm literally just going to follow you around as you walk around New York. I'm just going <laughs> to hover slightly above and behind you. And you're not going to know when I'm going to do something. But one day I'm going to do something. And I'm just going to right? Like That's a point you. in Doc Ock's corner then. Yeah. You think? That's not a phrase. But- Doc Ock's corner. <laughs> That's a that's a point in Doc Ock's corner. Uh, no, that's that's for Doc Ock then, because even here, like the Green Goblin isn't the best goblin. Yeah, well, I mean, we have to keep Harry in with this. Harry's still the Green Goblin. Still the Green Goblin, right? I know. I, I think this is where the delineation between the um, using a character to tell cool stories being could they be used to tell cool stories starts to split apart here, which is that like yeah. for a long time. The Doc Ock ones weren't that interesting, uh, the, the stories about him, because he was, you know, he was a guy, he was a mad scientist, and yeah, he's mm-hmm. got to steal things. And then it, it occasionally would lead to, like, a really iconic Spider-Man moment, like, lifting the big machinery while the, while the, the water's coming down. And then, like, mm-hmm. way late in the game, he got revamped into uh, a more interesting character, what with the, uh, um, the superior Spider-Man of it all and the Spider-Man 2 of it all. That mm-hmm. like he and trying to marry Aunt May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gotta get. She's got you know land ownership for that thing I need. Um. But I'll say this. I'll mm-hmm. say this. I'll give you this is another point in Doc Ock's corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only one of these. Only one of these characters created the Sinister Six. Ooh. True. Yeah, Master Planner. Come I on. I think it's Doc Ock, man. I, think it is. I, I gotta say, I think it's Doc Ock. I, think- I, 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 I think you might not be wrong, especially if you take Norman Osborn out of the equation, meaning Norman Osborn when he's not the Green Goblin. Yeah. yeah. If you take him out of the equation, like he was only the Green Goblin in like the 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 sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and that was it, right? I mean, when he comes back, he's just Norman Osborn for. The longest time, and now he's for a like very, very, very long time. Yeah, now he's just like Carnage or something. I don't know. Um, Who even? Knows? <laughs> he's like, comics, comics. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so I, yeah, I, I think I gotta give it to Doc Ock. I think, I think what happened is that is that the Green Goblin comes in from the start. He comes in hard. You know, yeah, he's and he hot and out he's the like, gates. yeah, yeah, he's hot out the gate. But then by by the mid seventies, he's gone. And all but dissipated. And I think that Doc Ock picks up that mantle and runs with it. Yeah. Doc Ock's always been there and he's been changed and shaped in interesting ways. And plus, when I just think of like Spider-Man and a bad guy, I often think of like some weirdo who built a contraption, you know? Yes. And there's, sure. there's no more pure example of that than Doc Ock. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
All right, so final votes. I think we're all in favor of Doc Ock. Yes? Aye, aye. Yes. Okay, so Doc Ock wins over the Green Goblin. That's that's already a surprising upset, I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Round one. So next round, we're, we're on round two, and we've got, uh, we've got uh, a, 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 a combination of villains who are, I like to call the newbies. Okay. Um, so these yeah. are these are all villains who were created in the past twenty years. Um, these two, mm-hmm. uh, and we have uh, Mister Negative, and we have Morlin. Yes. So these are these are our our new gener our post millennium. Oh, this is villains. so hard though. Yeah, it is right. I I did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is so hard because so, like I actually really hate Morlin. Oh, like, I, hate I hate him. Oh, me too. He's yeah, terrible, he's but he's uh, also like weirdly kind of a good Spider Man villain. And without him, we wouldn't have Spider Verse. I know. Yes. yes. That's why this is hard. Yes. Because I think Mister Negative's a better villain. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think Morlin maybe led to better story. Yeah, he might be more important to the overall legacy of the kid. Oh, oh, but I love Mr. Negative. That's true, but yeah. but let's not let's not uh nix the fact and we didn't even bring this up with the um with the, the Dr. Octopus argument. Yeah. Um but the the game. Right? Yeah, of course. Like the, the Doc Ock in the game is so great and the and the Mr. Negative has like kind of like the main story in the game yeah. until the reveal of Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Yep. And I, and it's I, great. And I think he's a much more interesting like character just just he flat is. out like mm-hmm. the sort of like because Morlin is boring yeah yeah I mean Morlin's just Dracula you know yes <laughs> like he's just and he's, like more I, annoying I am most yeah. strong like, there's nothing less interesting again pointing out how this is a bracket of uh, who's a good foe for Spider Man not who would win in a fight because there's right. nothing. As, no one on this list beats Morlin. Right, because the, his whole thing right. is he is just most strongest, and I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> most strongest. I am the most strongest. I am most strongest. Yeah. I just, you know, he reminds me of, Morlin reminds me of, like, remembering Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when you're watching that movie, and you're like, okay, cool. So, <laughs> nope. so it's going to be, so it's going to be. You, you know we're we're in the we're in a Mayan temple or whatever, and and things are going okay, and then we get the crystal skull, and you're like, oh, cool aliens, and they're like actually interdimensional beings, and you're like, but why aren't they just, aliens? just aliens? And then they then they take off in their like little saucer dish, and you're like, but they just went to space. Why are they interdimensional aliens if they just went to space? They just let it be aliens. This, this is supposed to be a 1950s this is how I feel about movie. Marlin. I was like, what? He's obviously Dracula. Why is he an interdimensional Dracula? Why can't he just be Dracula? Why does he feed off the like, yeah, I, uh, the, the spider totem spider or whatever? The spider totem, just- which is arguably, and this is a, this is a real knock against him. The spider totem, which may very well be the worst thing that's ever happened in Spider-Man lore. It's the mythology. dumbest concept. It's so dumb. I hate it. It's just like it's like. Spider Verse was such a cool story, mm-hmm. and sa- and was so much fun. You, like the, I I just had such a good time reading it. Even you know, not just the, obviously it led to one of the best movies ever, but yeah. like I had such a fun time reading it. But if you think too hard, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's where I'm like, it's Mister Negative, man. It's he's just such a great character. Yeah, because I think I think ultimately it's like Spider Verse was fun. But the superior version of that story was told without Morlin. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So does that mean that Morlin is really that necessary? Uh, 
it sounds like Mr. Negative is winning. Good old well, Martin Lee. And let's 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 talk about Martin Lee because yeah. I I mean I think that the great thing about Mr. Negative and you know he he really like if I remember correctly he basically launched Brand New Day um, as like hmm. the first main yeah, yeah, yeah. villain of, of yeah. Brand New Day. And he works so well because he was introduced as a regular guy, Martin Lee, who was running the charity that his Aunt May was working for and, uh, you know, was a friend of Peter before it turns out that like, oh, he's also Mr. Negative. Like, that's a that that is like a classic Spider-Man story. You know, what's not a classic Spider-Man story. Spider totem vampire. Dracula. Like, Dracula. Like, Spider Dracula. I gotta love vampires. <laughs> you all know. But, like, I don't think Spider Man is the best mesh with that. No. We got Blade and Buffy for a reason. If you put, yeah, if you put Morlin in a Blade comic, I'm like a thousand percent on board. Yeah, man. Like, this, the strongest vampire that ever lived, and he travels through time to, like, you know he has to use the daywalker's blood for xyz like i'm on board that's already yeah that works but like, that's already a way better story than anything jms told why is he spider-manning <laughs> i don't want it i don't want it yeah yeah i think i think you hit it on the head with the um the idea that even though his legacy is introducing one of the most fun like uh I, like things that happens with spider-man with all the, the different you know spider people interacting and the big crossover yeah. event and leading to the movie, he's not actually the the engine that drives that, really. He was like a bizarre MacGuffin excuse for it. And what's cool about yeah. Spider-Verse doesn't depend on Dracula. More like. Yeah. Right. It was like Dan Slott was like, well, I want to do this Spider-Verse thing, so who's a good villain for that? Oh, well, obviously the interdimensional guy makes the most sense. Yeah. And it's like, it's yeah, true, though, yeah. right? It, like, yeah. That's, that's true. That makes the most sense, but... Uh, you know, into the Spider Verse proved that it doesn't have to be the necessary but, uh, version. The, yeah. the the other argument of that is, would Into the Spider Verse have gotten there if we hadn't had the Moreland version, right? Right, but the Moreland version was a failure. <laughs> That's why they went with a different version. <laughs> what if they just done it good the first time? What if that had happened? Uh, <laughs> it, it feels like we got to give it to Mister Negative. That's, yeah, I think so. It goes to Mr. Negative. Okay. All right. Mr. Negative is the winner of that one. Okay. So that brings us to our next pairing. And this is what I call the what could have been pairing, um, <laughs> which is uh, Sandman versus the Vulture. And uh, this is the what could have been in terms of uh, the Vulture almost being in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, uh, what do, what do we think about two two Sinister Six members? Mm-hmm. Uh, two I would call them B level villains. Um, two two who also come to the table with like excellent kind of deep dive stories. Yes, like mm-hmm. unexpected deep dive stories in yes. the comics. You know, yeah. yes, they've been malleable into in over time. <laughs> Sandman malleable, but like. <laughs> they could have just started as like a one note heavy and then became something much more interesting later on. Um, both of them have kind of done that over time. That's tricky. Um, I think the origins and powers, uh, I might give that to Adrian Toomes over here just because like, I again like it when like technology functions as magic in the Spider-Man universe and like 
the sure. idea that any random person with a grudge with enough like gusto tinkering could become a spider-man villain i like that more than like magic like sand powers i think uh-huh but i think sandman looks really cool sandman looks really cool and i also think i like marco better as a character as like a person yes. yeah yeah i think like if you take away uh and I don't, this isn't really fair, but if you take away Michael Keaton as the vulture, <laughs> yeah, it's not super fair, yeah. but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. if you take away Michael Keaton as the vulture, the vulture sinks way, 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 way lower on the list. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And if you take away Thomas Hayden Church from Sandman, nothing changes. Nothing really changes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's actually true. That's, that's actually really good, true. That's a really good, like, um. Not barometer, like exercise to like, okay, well, what's the essence of this thing? It's not just what's the best, like, take an actor had on it. It's what is the thing itself? And the Sandman right. yeah. seems a little more durable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Keep him coming. Oh, God, I'm not trying to. Uh. <laughs> I think the maybe the, the, the Sandman... Um, the Sandman loses less by losing the best uh, like interpretation of him than mm-hmm. the Vulture does. And so maybe that makes him stronger overall. I don't know. I think, too, when you look at Adrian Toomes prior to uh, uh, Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes was a boring character. Um, I think mm-hmm. that his fights were more dynamic his fight scenes with Spider-Man were more dynamic because they were up in the air, which mm-hmm. is always more fun. Mm-hmm. Like, gotta love Spider-Man hanging off something flying through the city. Like, that's yeah. always fun. Um, but but uh, I think that his character was always much more two-dimensional mm-hmm. uh, than any other, like, Sinister Six member yeah, character. There was, like, he got, like, a, a minor story in, what, Marvel Knight Spider-Man, I think. Yeah. Is that the Mark Miller has, one? Like, yeah, that's the Mark Miller one where he has like he's trying to like get medicine or money for medicine or something for yeah. his like daughter, I think. Yeah. And there was that one storyline in the um the animated series, the nineties Fox animated series, where like he was like sucking age out of people. He was, oh, like, yeah, yeah, making yeah. Making himself younger. Um cool. which was like like maybe he's uh I, I maybe he's like an age vampire. I don't know. Maybe. Like, that's really weird. Um, a time vampire. Time vampire. You'd be surprised um, to know Morbius is not on our list today with the amount of vampirism <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> it's because Morbius is a better Blade villain than he ever was a Spider-Man villain. It's true. It's true. Um, um, I yeah. I mean, I think I think you know as much as I love what they did with him in Homecoming. I think that what made Homecoming so special and that interpretation of that character was that it was so out of left field. Yeah. Where, you know, they were like, we could basically do whatever we want with this character because he's nothing. Yeah. And I think that they they kind of reinvented the character there. And I think that makes it a mark against Vulture because the real question becomes, was Vulture really any good before that movie? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, Whereas uh, Sandman has had lots of stories where... You know, he has interesting stuff. I mean, that story uh, where he's dying and Spider-Man yeah. saves that grain of sand oh, is it's like, so good. it's so good and so heartbreaking. And it's I just so good. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think it's gotta be Sandman. I think he's yeah. a more well-rounded character than Vulture, which is saying something because I've talked a lot on uh, this season of the show about how I, the Sandman was normally just a heavy, but he still had more dimension to him than vulture ever did right 
Yeah. And I think there's Sounds like more creativity. Uh, Sandman's winning, I think man. Sandman's yeah. winning. I think. I think. All right. All, all right. right. We got to give it to Sandman. Okay. So Sandman wins that round. And now we get the round of. of <laughs> this of, is so dumb. Of, of friends. <laughs> friends of Peter who become villains of Spider Man. Uh, uh, people. Sometimes Peter has to fight people that he cares about. Um, and uh, this is this is this is that. So we have uh, Dr. Kirk Connors, aka the Lizard, and then of course J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, um, J. Jonah Jameson is I. You know I I waffled about putting on the list. However, uh, he does cause Spider-Man a lot of problems just generally. And then on top of that, he is also responsible for uh, Alistair Smythe. He's responsible for the Spider Slayers. He's responsible for Scorpion. Yeah. So I thought rather than having all of those on here separately, we just put the man responsible for them all. Um, and here we go. So we've got J. Jonah Jameson versus the Lizard. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so how dope is their costume? <laughs> I mean, the Lizard wins I this. I think the Lizard wins that easily. Like, you guys, you, you don't like just like a suit and tie? I mean, I mean the mustache is I mean, good. I trust his barber, but. <laughs> the mustache and the flat top are pretty cool. Uh, I just want an opportunity to say that I just I just love the way the Lizard looks. I think it is delightfully yes. comic booky. Um, mm-hmm. And and much like the Green Goblin, it's one of the one of the biggest problems I have with Amazing Spider Man. Like when they turned this into a live uh, action thing, they were like, "Let's make him naked." Right? It's Why? A lizard. It's it like, like a that's, Koopa Troopa. It's that's cool. not fun. It's cool because he's fun. a monster. He's a, 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 a monster dinosaur looking guy in a lab coat. That's so cool. I'm fine with him looking like a Koopa Troopa as long as he's wearing the clothes. <laughs> but I didn't be, love it. but being a naked Koopa Troopa, I that, no, that's a bridge now too far. now I have issues. Yeah. Now I have issues. They also should have just made him green instead of like that weird so like, like oh, mottled pale thing. Yeah, lizard colors, and it's like yeah, but that's boring. Just yeah. make him green. It's so cool. The uh, green and the, uh, and the purple and the the white lab coat. There's like, and what the worst part is that they let him wear the lab coat for like a second, and then he tears it off, and I'm like, I'm man, like, well, come on, just give it to us, come on, just, just give it, just give it, we just give he it. He wants me. it. Also, he didn't have to be giant; he could have just been man sized, but like a lizard, that would have been cool. Yeah, he didn't. Anyway. They tried to make him like the Hulk at the same time that he was the yeah. lizard. I don't know. There are just a lot of decisions made in that movie. There that... sure were. There sure were. I'm, I'm looking. Find out more about them in season four of Spider-Man Minute. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing a new take on the lizard on screen. I just would love to see the the dinosaur yeah, guy in a lab coat, please. Um, so obviously, points in the lizard's favor there. Now, are, are their origins and powers interesting? Um, I mean, JJ uh, does not have powers i guess no origin story persuasion maybe powers yeah. persuasion um but his origin story is more about it, it relates to his personal relationship with peter parker which is like the big thing here and i mm-hmm. think i think jonah does loom larger in peter's life than kurt connor's does um sure uh, yes I, I don't know but uh, that that feels almost because jay <sighs> That doesn't feel fair. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Unpack that. I mean, he tried to kill Spider-Man so many times. <laughs> he he's just there to be like, because half the time he's there to just be an irritant, right? Mm-hmm. 
it's like every so often he comes out and is like a real threat. Mm -hmm. But a majority of the time, it's just that he's just like one more thing to put on Peter's plate where he's just like, oh, my God, I do not have time to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the um, the literal like struggles of Spider-Man contrasted with like the day to day struggles of Peter are are this matchup here where like if we're talking about Spider-Man villains. It's super villains, guys with weird tech or monsters or aliens. Spider-Man's got to fight. And dealing with, like, stuff in Peter's life is his, like, job prospects being screwy or not being able to... Like, like Jonah is Peter life stuff much more so than Kirk Connors is. But I feel like Lizard... Lizard is so, like, representative of the responsibility side of what Peter does. Like, Lizard is... Lizard represents the loss so starkly because like Uncle Ben dies and then he's kind of gone. He's just this like idea that looms. Lizard, you literally see Peter lose his friend. Yeah. Slowly. And then there, there's that hope. He keeps hoping that like this time it'll stay, this time it'll fix. And then like I feel like it's just like a much more impactful story. Yeah. Yeah, which is if you were if I was to read a comic just about one of these characters, I think I would much rather read a lizard comic than a JJ comic. Yes, I mean I think you could Agreed. do either one in an interesting way, but like the lizard is a is already an interesting like tragic type of figure. With the, what with yes. the, oh I, you know I was I was doing my work that w- would have helped everybody, and then I felt because I wanted to help myself slightly more, which isn't. That's not a bad thing. That's not an, uh, you know, ugly impulse, but it, it led to this tragic thing where I became a monster and then his family suffered for it. Like all of that stuff is like, there's interesting chewy ideas there that make for good drama. And JJ is slightly more of a two dimensional, you know, blustery character. Yeah, we didn't get, we don't get three dimensional JJ until like I would argue the Zdarsky spectacular run. Sure. Which is like, you know, Three years ago. <laughs> There's some good stuff in Dan Slott's run. No, but it's not not to that level. Like, d- even there, it's still good, but I don't think it got that deep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That, there, that, that issue after his wife dies. Oh, that one's pretty good. Yeah, that yeah. one's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, fair. I, I, and, you know, <laughs> I... I, I think that the, the thing that I find so interesting about J.J. is that, yes... Uh, he was very two-dimensional early on, but as we went along, you, you know, writers would come in and they would have him argue for a thing and Spider-Man like, that's ridiculous and totally off base. And then he would explain himself and Spider-Man would be like, well, okay, you actually kind of have a point. That's, <laughs> you know, like that would happen a lot. And I just, I thought that that was really interesting because I think that, you know, as much as he was this blustering character, I think that that he would make a lot of interesting points occasionally, depending on who was writing him, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I think he would make some really good points that would make Spider-Man and Peter sort of a second, second guess like what he was doing at any point. Whereas, you know, the lizard, I always, I, you know, and here's the thing, and I'm just going to say it. I think both the lizard and J.J. Abrams, or J.J. Abrams, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> J. J. Jonah Jameson stories. My favorite Spider-Man villain. J. J. Abrams. Um, I mean, never say never. Um, <laughs> I certainly am not a big fan of his comic. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. Did, is yeah, he wrote a one. Spider-Man comic, oh and it, it is not. They killed MJ on page three. Okay. Um, oh, yep. Yikes. Yep. Um, it's not good. It's right. not good, you guys. Back anyway, to Jonah. Back to Jonah. Um, <laughs> actually, let's make the argument of putting J.J. Abrams on the stage. <laughs> uh, so, so the the thing is, like, I I I I get less excited about reading a Spider-Man comic if I find out the next arc is about either the Lizard or Jonah. Um, especially if it's Jonah as a villain. If it's just Jonah being Jonah, like that's different. But yes, but, I agree. But when it's Jonah as a villain, I'm like, ugh. Like it Agreed. was. It's so boring, and I feel the same way about the lizard because it's like, I I don't know. Like I feel about the lizard the same way that I feel about um about uh, uh Hank Ant Man. It's just like yeah, once he killed his son, I don't really care. Um, well, that's the thing. Is the the lizard story has been told. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, right? Like they'll use him, but I feel like his story has been told. Yeah, yeah. It was sort yeah. of a one and done arc to that narrative there. Right. I mean, because every other time it's just a drug addict going back to drugs. Right. Yeah. 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 So maybe it's JJJ, man. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is the tightest argument between the two. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna say JJJ. Okay, well, especially Jonah? because like the Jonah, the Jonah Reach can like mutate into all these different things, like the Spider Slayers or the uh, the, scorpion. the Scorpion and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll give it to Jonah. All right, that's a tough right. one though. That's tough. okay. All right, we're giving it to Jonah. All right, because Liz- I think I think we all agree Lizard story is sort of a like you can tell like a max like three stories with the lizard and then that's it. Yeah. Like, not there's not a lot more you can do with it. Whereas <laughs> Jonah has become uh, endlessly malleable. I think. All right. Um, okay. All right. So that is that is the uh, left side of our bracket, and now we're moving on to the right side of our bracket, and uh, we're starting off uh, pretty hard with uh, Craven versus the Kingpin. Wow. Oh, this is easy for the me. Big K. Uh. <laughs> I I go Kingpin. I hate Craven. <laughs> I hate Craven as a villain. Who is going to play Craven's advocate? Because I don't think any of us really like Craven. That's <laughs> true. It's true. But I will. I'm going to I'm going to say this, uh, you know, uh, for many, many people. Craven's last hunt is the greatest Spider-Man story ever yes, told. It's mm. right. I know it's uh, Kingpin is just so much like he's just so much more. Sure, yeah. but I would make the argument that Kingpin has always been a better Daredevil villain than a Spider-Man villain. I disagree. Ooh. Oh, I interesting. Disagree. Okay. All right, how? How do you justify this? <laughs> because I think the best part to come out of Civil War is the back in black. Okay. Yeah. When Peter beats the crap out of Kingpin in that prison is... One of the most terrifying slash one of my favorite like Spider-Man moments in any comic because Kingpin represents everything that is wrong with New York. You know, like New York is just as much of a character in the Spider-Man mythos as anything. Mm -hmm. And Kingpin is like the cancer of New York. 
Yeah. Yeah. But see, when you say things like cancer of New York, I think of Frank Miller, which makes me think of Daredevil, which makes me think he's a better Daredevil. No! <laughs> I hope it would. No. I don't think you meant all Frank Miller, just just Frank Miller on, no. on Daredevil. <laughs> I just think there's something to be said for like, like, I feel like Daredevil and Kingpin are on much more equal footing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like Kingpin puts spider-man out of his depth a little bit and that's why i enjoy him as a villain because it's it's something uh new well not new but uh out, out of spidey's it's wheelhouse different. yeah like, it's out of his wheelhouse and that's what makes it interesting I, I i feel like a lot of spidey is like i'm trying to do these things and life is really tricky and then like oh god some maniac is doing something nuts i gotta i gotta get out of this and deal with this and it's you know a big colorful fight with the fishbowl guy head or whatever um the idea of like real world like mob organized crime stuff is mm-hmm. where like Peter's inexperience shows more. Like Yes. If there's a if there's a crazy guy with a big mechanical contraption, all right, Spider Man can just sort of uh, uh fly by the seat of his pants here and figure it out and save the day and go spidey go. But if he's got to deal with like corruption and like and money, money and crime, like then see, I don't. That's I just, hard for him. I that's not why I read Spider-Man comics. That's why I read Daredevil that, comics. I think that takes it out. Of, like, like with Matt. Like, I love Daredevil. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But it's that to me is such a boring pairing. Like, not counting like I like obviously uh, the Netflix series was amazing and Vincent D'Onofrio was amazing in the role. Yeah. But like, I want to see. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, go up against Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin. Oh, man. I don't know that I do. Everyone says I that. Really I, do. I, that. I really do. I really do. I would watch that. I mean, I would watch it. I just don't know. I just, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see. It's just something so completely different. And it would show, like, he would have to learn how to deal with that. I just, I just think it would make for such interesting storytelling. I think, I think Kingpin is an awesome villain. Um, I don't want him to be like. I like that Zach's trying to like mediate right now. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why we have three people because right, it yeah. makes for a more interesting conversation. <laughs> I just mean like, he, I I I don't want him to be the default, but I do want him right. in the mix because yes, exactly, it makes things interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, but I think I think Norman Osborn is a, is a superior character for those types of stories. Oh. Hmm. Like That's Norman Osborn on hit by himself, like without the Green Goblin stuff, just Norman Osborn. That's a fair point. Yeah, um, it's sort I, of ringing I, I think, the same bell. But but the yeah. thing, the difference between them though is that there's a finesse that Kingpin has that Norman doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I appreciate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, again, it depends on the the story, but like. <laughs> We are well, like splitting hairs at this. Well, point. speaking of speaking of finesse, I mean, have you seen Craven's pants? <laughs> I just—he's too violent for me. I'm not gonna lie; like that is not my jam. I don't like like the hyper extra violent villains. I never have. Yeah. Like it's just—it's just not my taste. Like I recognize he's a good villain, and that's to other people's perspectives, but sure. it's not for me. It's just, the core of the Craven character is just like. I'm gonna murder him, and I right. And I, mm, She's like not interesting. I'll murder him with a knife or uh, a spear. Cool, I guess. I, I, you know, I yeah. mean, I mean, it's just it's it's pride, and that's why I put them together. Is because both of them are based 
completely on pride. Yeah. Um. They're they're the they're the pride villains. The ego boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the pride ego boys. boys. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh God, no! They're um, the ego boys. <laughs> they are the ego boys for sure, and I. But I think that there's something, there's something to be said about a villain who was willing to, was basically had nothing left to lose and just wanted to succeed once before he died. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. And, and just pulling out all the stops and just saying like nothing is going to stop me from defeating you because I have literally nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. That there's something to be said about that. Whereas the the kingpin always has stuff to lose, always. Yeah. Like that's his whole thing. It's just like don't take my empire away from me. I couldn't survive without it. Like that's his whole thing. But and, his whole thing is that I will survive to come back and get it again. Yeah. Right. Spider Man. Sometimes. Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <sighs> I uh I I I like it. But then at the end of the day, it's also sort of when you look at Craven, his stories have always been terrible until Craven's <laughs> last hunt. Until Craven's last hunt and then every story after that was just this was Craven's last hunt again. Cuz Yeah, like yeah. you have one iconic great story mm-hmm. and then that's it. And then Whereas everyone like Kingpin there are many moments. That's true. And every 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 time uh like just even just recently when uh uh Nick Spencer brought Craven back, it was just Craven's last hunt again, only now he was like he was like yeah I came back because I'm a clone, uh from that that clone saga thing that just happened uh the 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 dance lot thingy what was that called I don't know the clone thingy I don't know anything Preeti uh what uh the uh, crossover that came out like a couple years ago I can't remember I don't remember Whatever. but remember they brought back like Gwen Stacy yeah, and, yeah 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 I I know what you're talking about I just can't remember what I can't remember what they it was called, called it. anyway Craven came back during that and then when he came back he was just like yeah no I should be dead and I'm back now so I guess I'm gonna take out Spider Man again and then and then die again because the clone conspiracy clone conspiracy that's the one yeah so so like even even that his whole deal was just like yeah no i i i should be dead but since i'm not i'm gonna take one final jab at spider-man and then kill myself again um yeah so and, and if so we were willing to use that as a point against uh lizard that like even if it's a, a story we all really liked if you've only got like the one story in you that's not really yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, sounds like Kingpin's winning. I think it sounds like Kingpin's winning. I, I, maybe I think I think it's gotta be to to Craven, maybe. No, I gotta give that to to, to Kingpin. <laughs> oh, the the all white suit is like the dopest thing. Um, it's pretty sick. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, and he's got a cane. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty boss, good. Yeah. And he and he and he didn't have to murder anybody for his clothes. Um, <laughs> but he still did. I'm sure. Uh, oh, I probably, I mean, he b- murdered people to find himself he, in the position in which to buy these clothes. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I'm going to say King, but he didn't use their skin to make his clothes. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I think, I think you guys won me over. I think, I think it's gotta be Kingpin between the two. I don't honestly, I mean, I don't, I, th- I think, I think either one is going to lose the next round, but I think. I think uh, I think I got to give it to Kingpin. That's fair. We'll see that. what happens. That's fair. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, okay. So the next round, uh, this is Rhino versus Electro. Ooh. Uh, and right off the bat, right off the bat, Electro has one of the greatest costumes in comics. One hundred percent. It's true. Got it. Rules. But got to give it to him. 
He gets the better costume, but I will say this one's easy for me too because I think Electro is so annoying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he annoying or is he just annoying to fight against in Spider-Man video games? Because no, that I'll so, definitely that's say very true. true. Yeah, both. The answer is both, <laughs> and he to is. Honestly, the Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man Two rendition is one of the worst but, adaptations of this characters I've ever but seen. So is the Rhino. Like, <laughs> I didn't even remember the Rhino made it into a because you blocked it out of your mind because Paul Giamatti yeah, was, was so Paul Giamatti, right? horrible. Yeah, but he was only in it for like four seconds, right? He was at the he opening in- sequence and then at the very end. Yeah. And, he, and he had the worst. That doesn't count. He had the oh, it definitely counts. He had that the worst count. Russian accent I've ever heard in anything. <laughs> I I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I do. You don't mention the Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, and he would and he and he shook back and forth in the in his truck and he screamed. <laughs> okay, but Jamie Foxx, they made him like a mentally unwell man. That's who true. then was just mad that no one came to his birthday party? Oh my God. No, well, specifically that Spider-Man, Spider-Man who, didn't. Yeah, that's who Spider-Man said he was his come. best friend uh, didn't come to his like, birthday. Like, you lied to me. Just there's so much wrong going on there. Yeah, like so much. Yeah, that's true. I think that's so true. Bad. Despite so despite the like, fact that know, Giamatti's performance was truly awful, next level awful. Um, yeah. Like 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 Schumacher villain bad. Um, <laughs> despite that. Uh, it doesn't hold a candle to how bad Jamie J- Jamie Fox was in that movie, yes. that interpretation of the character. Because ultimately, when you look at his at his Rhino, it's like, yeah, no, it's bad, and I don't like that the Rhino's a mech suit in this. But uh, he's but, still he recognizably the Rhino, whereas right. this, Electro like, is. What is who is that? On? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Did, did write you get? That? Did am I the only one who got like vibes of the Electro from the um from the uh, MTV? Spider-Man show. Oh, remember that animated I did the CG not animated watch show? That one. That's the one where it's like I did. uh cell shaded CG. Yeah, cell shaded yeah. CG. I didn't watch that. Oh, you didn't watch that either? Oh no. man. Okay. Sorry. Well, that's Who played where, Spidey in that one? Was that Drake? Like. Bell? What? No, Drake would have been a child. <laughs> was it Drake? <laughs> not Drake the <laughs> singer, Drake Bell. <laughs> Drake from Drake. Oh, Drake. Drake. Oh, oh, who played Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. Didn't Drake from Drake uh, and Josh play Spider-Man? No, no, no. He played no, he, he played in Ultimate a... Spider-Man. It was Neil Patrick oh, Harris. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, that was funny. Was um, it Drake? <laughs> Drake. <laughs> it also says a lot about me that when I just say Drake, I assume that it will immediately be, be apparent that I'm talking about Drake Bell and not the singer. <laughs> Drake. You know, extremely well-known actor Drake Bell. Yeah, Drake um, from Drake and Josh. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't watch it, but the, there's the electro in that is like this, is what we're saying. Uh yeah, I think he's, I think he's sort of like Jamie, uh, Jamie Foxx's, and and also in um in the uh, uh, spectacular Spider-Man, there's definitely mm. a little bit of that there too, of yeah. like, oh, I'm just a lowly janitor. Oh no, I fell into a tank of eels. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh jeez. I mean, I I do admire the <laughs> like the purity of um. The sort of back of the envelope character design of the rhino, which is just it just reeks of like Stanley just being like flipping through a dictionary. I don't know, we did a lizard, uh, a rhino, and that's like it. That there's no more. Fun. I love it. <laughs> well, the I thing, love the, everything about it. The thing about the rhino, I'm it's gonna absurd. look this up right now because <laughs> oh, yeah. I I have a feeling 
that either either one or the other came first and one is just a rip off of the other one. Oh boy. But oh I think boy. let's see. I think that I'm looking this up in real time. I'm not going to edit this out. You're all just going to have to deal with this. I'm We're so part of sorry. it now. We're invested. Let's see. 1965 okay. versus Oh, I guess I shouldn't just Google Rhino. That didn't work. Uh, <laughs> The rhino was maybe different. might help. Um, yeah, use the word the. That great There it is. Okay, so, uh, so, so I am fairly certain that Stanley just created the rhino um, as a uh, as like the Spider-Man version of the Juggernaut. I mean, he he yeah. created Juggernaut huh. was 1965. Rhino 1966. More than a year afterward. Yeah. And they are extremely similar characters. And he would do this a lot in those early days where he would be like, ah, it's a it's a heavy who runs. <laughs> Better get out of his way. You can't like, stop that's, him. No yeah, boy. Can't stop him. And I think that that's I think that's what the, and I think that's a knock against Rhino. Honestly, I think that's a knock against Rhino. He's just the juggernaut in a Rhino costume. Yeah, but I think the rhino costume is better than the juggernaut costume. That's true, it but it, that it's that's true. But you know, we're talking about uh, electro, uh, electro, right? Dang, dang. Yeah, I mean, electro is like a way better costume. Um, so it's uh, it that's a tough one. I think that there have been more interesting stories with electro, whereas Rhino's stories have been he's just a heavy until that storyline where he like retires right and he has like a daughter yeah, or a wife yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that was a really good story, but then they haven't done anything good with him since. Yeah, either. he's a uh, he's sh- I haven't I'm not up to date with it, but he's in uh, oh, I guess that's technically Miles. But he's in the new uh, Miles Spider-Man, the Saladin oh. run, right? Saladin Ahmed. I think so. Oh, is he? Like he's okay. he's in the first issue. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think story wise, you have to give it to Electro, and costume wise. All right, I guess Electro's winning. I, I, there's and just I love, something about the Rhino I just love. The simplicity. Yeah, oh, for of sure. It. Yeah, for sure. But but then like you know like I love Electro in the video game. Like I love that they gave him like a like a like he's just like got like a New York, thick New York accent and <laughs> like I I he kind of reminds me of um, Jesse from Breaking Bad like in he's the video a game. Stinker. Yeah. yeah, no, he's yeah. better. Electro in the video game is a better character than Rhino in the video game. Yeah, also true. Although Scorpion is a better character than both of them. Also true. We do also in the true, game, in but the game. also like a really new interpretation of Scorpion. And really, yes, is he Scorpion absolutely. or is he just Scarecrow? He, <laughs> he's the scarecrow. Yeah, he's the scarecrow. Um, Only he shoots it out of his out of his tail of his instead butt. of his hands. He's got it. Yeah. And, and I guess <laughs> we talk about shooting things out of your hands. We probably do need to have some like Blasty Boy representation in the in the bracket anyway. That's true. You know? That's true. Like, we don't um, have a, a shocker type on here in this bracket and whatnot. And that's true. Yeah, I, I right. was really ultimately ultimately Electro is here instead of Shocker because I had to give it to him for the costume. Um, but it was tough. It was tough. And Shocker, Shocker is by definition a lesser villain. Yeah. That's it's very <laughs> That's true. But but he's a way more fun villain than Electro is yeah. typically. He is far more fun. I yeah. much prefer Shocker stories to Electro stories. Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, okay, so I think, I, I think I'm giving it to Electro. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'm giving it to Electro's Electro. Got it. Okay. Electro's got it. All right. So Electro. Okay. So. Oh boy. Now we're in uh, we're in the next round, and this is this is the best costume Spider-Man villain costumes of all time round. Oh, man. Um, we've got Mysterio versus Hobgoblin. Holy cow! 
<sighs> Holy cow. I just we'll just skip costume for now cuz yeah. that is going to be a tough tough tough. No, year. it's hobgoblin. Just just straight up? It's just hobgoblin? Straight up. <gasps> straight up hobgoblin. But the fishbowl. Oh, but the fishbowl. I know. I know. <sighs> and he's- but hobgoblin just looks so much more menacing. I think I've got I think she's right. I think I got to give it to hobgoblin for talking strictly costume. I mean it's it's <sighs> a tough call. It's a tough call. They're tight, definitely. But he's, he's got a big purple cape and a fishbowl on his head. Oh, and those, for like, sure. Are, oh, man. Totally. For sure. But look at Hobgoblin. Uh, yeah, like Hobgoblin is just so well put together. He has and, a cowl. Yeah. yeah. And and <sighs> I, I think it's a better, more interesting color combination. The, yes, the bright blue and the right. orange. I think you're right. Uh, and I think because how many, I mean, like green, green and purple has been in since Lex Luthor. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's. That's an old school villain, uh, uh, you know, theatrical color combination. Yeah, yeah. Like I think Hobgoblin is really interesting. I mean, literally green and purple. That's just Green Goblin. I mean, it's the same yep. color combination. Yeah. You know, um, you put and, your heroes in red and blue. You put your villains in green. It, I yes. get it. But and I think that in general, if we're talking about the costumes, I think that the Hobgoblin always looks like this. He has one look because it's perfect. Whereas mm. Mysterio, depending on who's drawing him, can really overcomplicate this costume to the point where it's hard to even look at. Yep. That's true. That's true. Dang it. Yeah. I, and yeah. probably part of it is that the mis- when they... Because uh, Dicko drew this first, right? Yeah. Uh, when he yeah. designed the Mysterio costume, it had to also function as... People might think this is a good guy. Yes. Because uh, he had to be a fraud first. And so right. the the design of it kind of rides the line between hero and villainous, whereas the gob the goblin is just free to go full on Halloween right. man. And now, mm-hmm. now, if we're talking silhouette, Mysterio has the silhouette, I think. Yeah, it's just- we're just strictly talking you take all of the color and everything out of the equation. I think Mysterio has it on silhouette alone. Yeah, because you could but- be like, is that the taskmaster? We're not going to isolate that silhouette, though. No, no. no, But I'm just I I just want to give credit where credit's due. I think that Mysterio (laughs) has the superior silhouette, but that doesn't take away from the fact that ultimately the Hobgoblin has this on costume alone. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about stories. Oh, boy. Okay. So 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 I think I you know, I I love. Well, first of all, let's let's pause on story. Let's talk about power sets. Okay. Okay. So so power sets. It's hard to argue that anyone but Mysterio has this. Um, yeah, yeah. But I love full-blown Halloween, man. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's really I'm, cool. I, I want it in a movie so bad. I want a goblin to be full-blown Halloween, man, so bad in a movie. Yeah. Um, just so bad. And we and, haven't gotten it. And we haven't had it. And and like Dan Slott gave him a flaming sword, and that's the coolest thing ever. Ah, like yeah. it's really cool. Really cool way to like differentiate him from a Green Goblin even more so, um, and it just like I like he's got the cool like jack o' lantern bombs and and he's got like whereas like whereas um, uh, a Green Goblin has pumpkin bombs like literally like Hobgoblin has jack o' lantern bombs he's like <laughs> no I am the Halloween man we're we're taking it a step further. look at the yes. angry face on it come on. Yes. Yeah. Flaming like jack o' lantern. Just the goblin, but extra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and bless him yes. for it. Because he is Which quite makes extra. him better. 
Um, I think so. I think so. Also, <laughs> also yeah. worth noting, voiced by Mark Hamill in the animated series. Oh, all right. Dang. I mean, all right. come on. All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I feel like Hobgoblin wins on that alone. You might <laughs> have to. Yeah. I might would. have to. Uh, Mysterio, really cool stuff with his powers, obviously, but ultimately it's all fake. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. what's fun about it. That's what's fun. That is what's fun about it. But, but, but yeah. it's also a thing where how many times has a Spider-Man, like they have to keep trying to reinvent Mysterio to the point where yeah. he went away for a really long time. And then when he came back, he was just the Riddler. Like, <laughs> yeah, remember? it's super remember? weird. Yeah, like, like he came back as like a daredevil villain and he was basically the riddler um and it's yeah. that's not that's not cool like he's I like oh it. look Man. look at look at how i manipulated you into thinking your reality was one way instead of the other and it's like yeah but you didn't use any magic tricks you just like bribed people to tell me lies <laughs> <laughs> and i i will say i very much enjoyed jake gyllenhaal and the take on the character in the mcu mm-hmm much more than I've ever enjoyed the character in the comics. Yeah, we're back in Vulture wow. Zone there. Where Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, I, Man, I it's oh, it's God, tough. It's tough cuz cuz I mean, I think the other thing is is like once Spider-Man figures out Mysterio's shtick. Like that's it. That's it. It's over. Game over. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. You're you done though. It's always a thing where Spider-Man's like, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. And then he finds out it's Mysterio. And as soon as he does, it's story's over. Yeah. And now he's like, ugh, like, Mysterio. When you doof. God, you're so Great. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> which I love, which I love. But maybe totally. isn't, maybe doesn't win him this matchup. I think right. Hobgoblin wins. I think he does. Well, let's talk about Hobgoblin from a storyline's perspective. Mystery boy. He yeah, should be called what? Mysterio. He should be. Um, <laughs> who who even is Hobgoblin at the end of the day? I, I, we all are Hobgoblin and none of us oh, are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if I just wore a Hobgoblin mask to a screening of the Joker? What if I just did that? What if that was <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it'd be a deep cut reference yeah. for anyone who knew that Mark Hamill played him. <laughs> You're like, there is a connection here, guys. Figure it out. <laughs> You're a real fan. You'd know. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll quiz you. You fake geek boys. Fake geek. I'm just so sick of these fake geek boys. Oh, God. The worst. The worst. Um, Saying they like the Joker. They don't know anything. <laughs> Losers. Yeah. It's Todd I, Phillips. He's a real fake geek boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, the Hobgoblin, that he is a character that functions primarily on the idea that you don't know who he is, I think is... Which is scary. I think that's so scary. I think that is really scary. And I think that what further perpetuates him above Mysterio is that he has... There is no, like... There is no, like, Hobgoblin story. A Hobgoblin story could be anything. Yeah. Whereas Mysterio yeah. kind of only has one story, one, maybe two or three stories that he could tell. And then like, you're just sort of like, okay, now you're just coloring outside the lines because you need a villain and you might as well use Mysterio, I guess. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? He's a, he's a so, fun way to go nuts with your art and stuff, but it's not like. Yeah. But it's it's not super story driven yeah, anymore. Yeah. No. I think I got to give it to Hobgoblin. I think we do. All right. Wow. Wow. Did not expect that. No, no, wow. not at all. Wow. I thought that this would be Mysterio's game to lose for sure. Oh, boy. And lose he did. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So 
This leads us to our final of uh, this sort of first round of the bracket. And uh, you all saw, you all knew this was coming. Um, and this is our, uh, our symbiote double feature, Venom versus Carnage. Uh, coming to a theater near you uh, <laughs> next October. One, one, year, now, one year from now. Now we're, uh, we're at the Edge Boys. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. The Edge Lord Boys. We're going full 90s. Uh, yeah. Every one of these matchups could be an interesting, weird band. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, okay, so I, I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so th- this is my argument, and I, and I feel like this is going to be a short conversation because I can't imagine yeah. either of you are going to disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carnage is a is a Venom villain, not a Spider Man villain. Venom yes. is a ve- Spider Man villain. Done. Period. The end. I agree. Basically, cooler costume, more interesting. Way cooler costume. Doesn't feel derivative. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ven- I mean, Venom. Carnage is literally just what if the Joker was Venom? Yeah. Okay. Carnage is cool. worse. Worse Venom. So yeah, like, I mean, Carnage, yeah. literally Cletus Cassidy, like I'm fairly certain the design of Cletus Cassidy himself is based on the Joker's design from The Killing Joke. Oh, man, it might oh, be. Yeah, yeah I, th- I literally think they just were like, what if the Joker turned into Carnage? What if what if serial killer thing? I just... And that's just so against everything that Spider-Man, like you shouldn't be dealing with serial killers in Spider-Man no. stories. Yeah, um, it just feels and wrong. I, like I get it. You want a Hannibal Lecter character, fine, but that that, that is much better suited for an edgelord like Venom, whereas like... When when things happen like Venom, like like just Eddie Brock is just hanging out with Aunt May when Peter comes home, <laughs> and he's just like, "Hi, Peter," and, and like, Peter's like, "Oh God!" Ah! And, you're, and everyone's like, "Oh no!" Like that's <laughs> that's so much better yeah, uh, than anything Spider-Man. that Carnage has to offer. I think uh, I think Venom wins this hand over fist. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, so Get that's Venom. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So now we are in. Uh, we are in our. What do you call this? It's not a final eight. What do you call this? This is a. This this is a quarterfinal. No quarterfinal. Yeah, it's quarterfinal. Yeah, but isn't isn't there a word for it? Yeah, it's quarterfinal. So there's like the Sweet Sixteen, the something eight, the Final Four, right? Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think sure he's right. I just don't know what it is. I would call I it. Quarterfinal. We don't Excellent watch eight. sports. I watch um, tennis, and we call it a quarterfinal. I don't know. Uh, well, tennis, tennis are nerds. Tennis is for nerds. We know. I know. I'm aware. I'm just saying. That's how. This oh, is my only man. reference point for brackets. Okay. Can't can't wait for the comments on this episode, guys. Um, all right. So our first matchup, we've got Doctor Octopus versus Mister Negative. Oof. Um, this is uh this is an interesting combination. Yeah. Um Just because, like. I don't know. You know, we've only ever seen them work together once in the video game, yeah. uh, and they didn't seem to work together particularly well. Um, uh, honestly, like it really—if that's—if there's one downside of that game, it really is that like it feels like two villain story rather than like it doesn't feel like Mister Negative is really ever like a main part of the Sinister Six. You yeah. know? No, not at all. Yeah, he feels like. Uh, like an addition, like 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 just like a like a side mission guy. Yeah. Um, it's like they tricked you. You thought he was gonna be the main bad guy, and then they're like, surprise! Peek yeah, behind him, and oh gosh, yeah, he's just one of the other ones. But also, he has a full storyline versus the other Sinister Six characters, which do not. Um, Fair. I yeah. Mm. I I don't know. It's tough because I think that I think that Mister Negative. 
you know, they're both. What's interesting here is that they're both connected to Aunt May. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So they're the Aunt May villains. That's fun. <laughs> the Aunt May villains. <laughs> I mean, they are, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I feel like I'm leaning towards Mr. Negative. Interesting. Um, only because I really like that that idea of like you have Peter who is who in his early stages of Spider-Man had to balance, you know, this idea of like a teenager just being super powerful and wanting to like use his powers for like whatever he wanted and realizing he needed to use them for good. And Martin Lee, who like desperately wants to be a good person, but has this other side of him that takes over and is just this awful garbage person. And having to contend with that. I think that's interesting. It is. It is interesting. I, it I, is I, interesting. I see Mr. Negative more in terms of like potential than of like legacy. Like, yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with him beyond the game. And I haven't read enough of like current comics to be like really into it. But the idea of him is so interesting to me. And like the, the possibilities for stories you could do with him is very interesting to me. And I guess that's the opposite of like. Doc Ock, yeah. right? Is Doc Ock has had this grand legacy of story, but now when they use him, it's often like, "All right, we're putting you in a new body." Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the reinvention of Doc Ock, I think, has been uh, you know, post uh, um, superior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think has been interesting, I, and, and definitely boosted the character up way higher in my estimation than he had been before. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I but it's like, what other villain would be able to that close to death? Like he's literally just a, a sarcophagus man floating around on his arms. Yeah. Um, like what other villain would be able to pull out one of the greatest Spider-Man stories of all time as a sarcophagus man? I mean, none. Really? I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Mr. Negative's got that in him. I really don't. Not and, yet. Not anyway. yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Um. I think he might. Maybe one he, day he will. He's got some growing to do. Yeah. I think. I think Mr. Negative has the potential to uh, uh eventually have like a Craven's Last Hunt kind mm. of story to be like something yeah. where you're just like yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so for sure. I but Doc Ock's already had his, and yeah. it wasn't just one story. Like it was Craven's Last several. Hunt. Yeah, it was it was a it was a it was an epic, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um and it's still going and I think you're right like it is always like oh he's got a new body but I think I think we're probably going to settle into something more recognizably iconic as Dr. Octopus soon. Um because you know say what you will about Nick Spencer's run, I do think that he he values the iconography of the villains and wants to bring them back to the way they were like in yeah. the 60s, like what or, people remember them or as. Or even think about like Ock in uh, in Spider Verse, how sure like Live was such a cool breath of fresh air, and you're like, oh man, yes, like this, agreed, this iconography yeah. is so interesting. There is more we could yeah. do with it. Like, yeah, you know, that's true. I mean, I think I think the the malleability of uh, is that a is that a word malleability? Sure. Yeah, um, it is. It yeah, is. Ma- I think the malleability of Doc Ock. I think puts him over the edge with over over uh, Mr. Negative. I think Mr. Yeah. Negative, like you can tell lots of different stories with Mr. Negative, but I think ultimately Mr. Negative is just Kingpin Light. In a way, yeah. In a way, yeah. yeah. To an extent, to yeah. an extent, okay. yeah. Um, and there's also I find uh, some of the um, 
like just he's kind of got a hand thing going on occasionally depending on who's writing him oh. and i find <laughs> I, I find that uh a little cringy sometimes that's fair. um yeah so I, so again, i don't it's know about potential i don't i don't it's about potential yeah I, I think I think if you give you give Spider Man like uh like give 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 him like a like an Asian writer and have them do a story with Mister Negative I think you could do something really totally mind blowingly good probably totally. but yep. I I think I think I'm looking at the history of Mister Negative and I think he's probably uh only been written by white people and um <laughs> I, I and, and I think for that I gotta give I gotta give Doctor Octopus the edge all right I'll give him I'll give Oc the edge then. Let's see. As of what do you think, Preeti? As of September, uh, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Okay. In fall right. of 2019, so. it's Doc Ock. Maybe in a few years, it will be Mister Negative. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Um, also, let's give uh, maybe like get Greg Pak on Spider Man or something. That'd be cool. Has he ever written oh Spider Man? I don't think so. He should, right? I, I think agree. He should. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway. Um, all right. So that is, uh, uh, Mr. Ne- uh, Doc Ock in the final four. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's our first in the final four. All right. So our next mashup is <laughs> Sandman versus J. Jonah Jameson. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. I don't know you guys. I don't know. I literally don't know. How oh. do you choose? I it don't is know. So... <laughs> It, one thing this is teaching uh, me is like the the sheer breadth of what it can mean to be a Spider-Man villain. That is, I, I still I feel like I'm gonna go Sandman just because I think that he is a more consistent villain than Jonah. I, he has that whole run though in the in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s where he's a hero though. I know, but uh, mm. he was in the Avengers. He's an uh, Avenger. Uh, same. <laughs> that exact sound. I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's Jonah. It's He's, Jonah. It's it's Jonah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, you, I, I, I think my, my argument is going to be, like, for me, I think it's Jonah. If only because... I think that he has been a, a until very recently he has been a thorn in Peter's side his entire career as Spider-Man. Um, I think that being responsible for the Scorpion and the Spider Slayers, uh, like I think that that right. already gives him the edge over Sam. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's yeah. that's uh, my argument's Jonah. I think it's Jonah. I think right, I, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the comic bookiness of Sandman, but if we t- think about how large he looms, uh, Jonah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Jonah's <laughs> in the final four. Um, <laughs> all right. So that brings us now to Kingpin versus Electro. Um, I don't think this is a contest. No, uh, no I don't. No. I, mean, I think it's it's got to be Kingpin, right? Love that like costume, it's, but it's Kingpin. Come it's on. It's Kingpin. <laughs> yeah. Kingpin All right. would wipe the floor with Electro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's... I Kingpin would have a nice three-piece uh, grounded suit that he would get made, and yeah, he would wipe the suit with him. Yeah. The three, three-piece white rubber suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he would just destroy Electro. <laughs> um, Electro would be working with him. I mean, and that's that's the thing, ultimately, is like they would never fight because Electro would just get hired by the Kingpin. Like right. he would always yeah, be exactly. Electro's boss. Like that's 
the end of the day, at yeah, the end, it's got to be At the end of the day, Pin. Kingpin is boss. Kingpin. Yes, he's the boss. <laughs> okay, so Kingpin in the final four, which brings us to our final mashup, which is Hobgoblin versus Venom. Ooh. This one's I feel tough. Like it's, I, I, I feel like it's Venom. Yeah. I don't want it to be Venom. I don't want it to be Venom either, but it does make the most sense. I mean, I love Hobgoblin, but like who has the more iconic stories? Like I think yeah. Hobgoblin's yes. all potential. Yes. Um, I think I think Venom's already done his thing. He's he's, yeah. he's did it. He was probably the most iconic villain of the '90s. It's true. In, it's true. In comics, in period. Comics. <laughs> he was a lot, and he's still a yeah. lot. He's still yeah, quite a lot. It's like what Venom and Doomsday is. Doomsday is like the closest. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yes. Yeah. So it's got to be Venom, right? It's Venom. It's, it's Venom. Venom. I mean, yeah, it's Venom. Yeah. All right. So they ain't gonna know our him. final four. Here it is. Our final four is Dr. Octopus yeah. versus G. A. Jonah Jameson Whoa. and Kingpin versus Venom. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Okay. <sighs> so <All> right. <laughs> Dr. Octopus versus J. Jonah Jameson. I, I, um, I think we've maybe reached the limit of giving Jonah credit for the like agreed influence yes. and destruction in his wake i, I yes. just i don't I think, think he can contend with Ock. i think it's doc Ock here yes mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, hands down because yeah. at the end of the day doc Ock is a villain and jonah is back and forth right yeah. and and he's reformed now like and i don't yeah. think i don't see him going back on that for a long time um, yeah. So I think I think uh, you know yes the most iconic version of Jonah is still a thorn in Spi- Spider Man's side but ultimately just a thorn whereas Doctor Octopus literally stole his body for a year. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's the master planner. Like, come on. He, he's the master planner. He's the master planner. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got to be Doc Ock. I think. All right. Sounds right. good. So Doc okay. Ock. Now. Doc Ock, top two. Kingpin oh, versus Venom. This is this is hard. This, this is, is real hard. This, this is, is really difficult. Yeah. Uh, these guys, both of these guys, get real personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They both know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Yep. Yep. Or have known in the past. I don't think Kingpin knows anymore. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's here's a difference. <laughs> Here's the different. Here is a difference. I don't know if it's it's a positive or a negative, but uh, let me let's let's talk through this. Okay. okay. So, Kingpin has two options when fighting Spider-Man. He has the money. He has the ability to hire people. He has the ability to to get people to do his dirty business for him. But Kingpin is very capable of fighting his own battles. He just chooses not to if mm. he doesn't have to. Mm. Venom doesn't have that other option. Like Venom has to fight on his own. Yeah. I mean, yes, who, but, but who I, does I this think favor? But I think he's more capable of fighting on his own than Kingpin. Yeah. I don't I think Kingpin Kingpin is in a closer to a fair fight with Daredevil, but with Spider-Man <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Spider-Man has the strength of 10 men. These are these are our strong boys. Yeah. This is Yeah, like, I I don't I think King, Venom I think is he, is so hard though because I feel like Kingpin has just so many more um I think 
I'm more interested in Kingpin than I am in Venom, generally. Same. Uh, I just find him to be a, a more interesting villain. And so I think that the potential story, because Venom, here's the thing with Venom, right? Hmm. Is that we know that story. We know what the story of Venom is. And that's why Venom eventually had to become a hero. Yes. Sure. But that's like also we, interesting. And, and I hear. Sure. But then he's not a villain. He's not a foe anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Ultimate he's foes no longer of a foeiest <laughs> foe. That's true. That's true. That yeah. is a fair argument. Yeah, but, the foeiest foe. Okay. But I will say, <laughs> I will say once again that like the reason that I'm going to go with Venom on this one is because I think ultimately Kingpin is a Daredevil villain. He's a more iconic Daredevil villain than Venice he Spider-Man. ever than he ever has been a Spider-Man villain. I think. I think that he was a main portion of the of the Spider-Man animated series, but since then, I don't know that he's made a big mark. I thought his stuff in Ultimate Spider-Man were always the worst arcs of that that comic. Yeah. Um, the first one, I just okay. don't. I don't. Yeah, I just don't. Trade I don't. Two. Yeah, I, I I just I I I think he's a better Daredevil villain. I think he makes more sense as a Daredevil villain. But, but take okay, take that out of it, mm-hmm. because we're just talking like. If if you uh, okay, <laughs> here's what's gonna make this hard is at the end of the day, I think Kingpin is a more interesting villain than Venom for anybody. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that as a character, sure, but we're not talking about anybody. Right. Preethi. We're right, talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man is included in that. Yeah. I was about so to I say. Think- I was about huh? to say I was about to say that like uh Kingpin the character works and functions without Spider-Man. Uh mm-hmm. and Venom does not. But then like Well, Venom does but though. But then Venom does though. Yeah. <laughs> Venom can be Flash Thompson at this point and people love it. I uh Is the Venom I'm going to go Kingpin. I'm going Kingpin. I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. Got to vote for Kingpin. I I mean I think I think when you when you take into consideration for me the uh uh the main <laughs> source of Peter and Spider-Man's plight as a hero which is with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> Venom represents everything that's that Peter failed to do but he had wait, he received great more- power in the form of the symbiote suit and he brought it back and okay. screwed it up. And okay. Venom is is the result of Hold that on. screw up. I have a counter. <laughs> oh my god! I <laughs> I think Kingpin represents everything you should not do. Kingpin has great power and uses it most irresponsibly. Yeah, and he has more he power is, than Venom. Yeah, he is the physical manifestation of the powerful. And everything that goes against, he goes against everything that Peter stands for. So again, it's like, do we do we take a literal version of anti-Peter or do we take a more conceptual version of anti-Peter? Like, is it is it somebody who was given exactly what Peter was given and screwed it up horribly? Or is it somebody who, instead of having like this magical might foisted on him has the institutional power and uses it to hurt people instead of helping them like they're i think i i'm still i'm still kingpin 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I can't believe that I'm arguing for Venom, but I'm arguing for Venom. I got, I, Zach, I Zach, it's you're the tiebreaker, Zach. I don't want this at all. <laughs> oh, no. You're the tiebreaker. But I can't, I shouldn't be the tiebreaker because I'm, I'm the least knowledgeable about the comics in this, in this space. So use everything else that you know. It's, okay. it's not just about the comics. I explained that at the beginning. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't, ah, oh, this makes me very uncomfortable. This is like, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't really get bigger than, you know, in the cultural consciousness than Venom and Kingpin. But I, I have to feel like if we're talking about Spider-Man, uh, our boy Peter Parker, the, the associations that I have, there's more Venom in there than Kingpin. But I think st- I think story wise, Kingpin is like unabashedly the better villain. So, so, so what are you doing? So I don't I don't know. <laughs> you have to make a decision. Uh, we're talking about Chidi Anagonia earlier. <laughs> I see, I'm staring at these two muffins, man, and oh boy. Um, uh the pia- the piano's coming. It's, piano, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Kingpin. I'm doing it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Kingpin. <laughs> all right. So, so I think deep down, deep down, I think, I think I'm actually glad that you went with Kingpin because <laughs> I believe that Venom deserved that. However, I think that Kingpin versus Dr. Octopus is the more interesting conversation. Yes. Like yeah. King, uh, Doc Ock versus Venom. I'm just like, well, Doc Ock immediately. Yeah, uh, we're we're in our final round now, and we have Kingpin versus Doctor Octopus, the two master planners. Ah, oh, look at that! Ah, it's come to this. Okay. It has come to this. Um, so, which one is it? I I mean, look, I I think Doctor Octopus has more varied stories. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes he's a crazy scientist. Sometimes he's a master manipulator. Sometimes he's the leader of the Sinister Six. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot going on there. Sometimes he's an ally. Yeah. Happens occasionally. Uh, I think Kingpin, he's Kingpin's never an ally. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's always like. I mean, Spider-Man is about how life is hard, right? And and the kingpin is like representative of like the forces at work that make life hard for all of us, not just the superheroes. Um, and that and that's just something something big and meaningful. But he's not the only he's not the only character that carries that torch in in these in these stories, right? Like mm-hmm. you can have Martin Lee doing that. You can have Norman Osborn doing that. You can have yeah. a version of J. Jonah Jameson that's running for office doing that. Um, and and we have the kingpin in those other stories. I don't know. This is this is tricky. There's also the added element of uh, uh, Peter has always wanted to be a successful scientist. 
Yeah. He has never wanted to be a politician or uh, a CEO of a company. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not really been his thing. He's become a CEO of a company, but that's just because he woke up in a body that happened to be a CEO of a company. <laughs> right. And that was that was thanks to Dr. Octopus. And then right. he like ran it into the ground. <laughs> exactly. Because he has no business running a company. Um, <laughs> Because he doesn't, he doesn't know how to be cutthroat, and unfortunately, you have to be cutthroat to keep a business above oh, water. Peter. Yeah. Unfortunately, <sighs> uh, because that's capitalism, baby. Woo! Uh, <laughs> yeah, gotta love terrible. it. Gotta lo- do <laughs> we? Is, I guess we do. What is Spider-Man's <laughs> ultimate foeiest foe? Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! All right, see you next time, guys. Done. Episode over. <laughs> like we're Scooby-Doo reaching over and pulling a mask off of Doc Ock and Kingman. It was capitalism oh. all along. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it it's, wasn't for you, I weekend mean, it's, buglers. It's, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not actually. <laughs> It's fair. It's fair. Um, Um, Jeff Bezos, how did you get here? Uh, (laughs) I mean, again, not wrong. wrong. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, How how dope is their costume? Uh, Kingpin. Kingpin, Kingpin wins. That I think that Kingpin one. wins. Kingpin yeah, wins. Yeah, Kingpin wins. How dope the costume! Uh, if we're talking about stories, mm-hmm. I think Doc Ock wins that one. I think I so agree. too. I think so. Too. I think Kingpin, for what he offers in variation against other villains, I think within himself he doesn't offer a lot of variation. Yeah, that's fair. That's very yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, like, I'm trying to think the most interesting version of Kingpin, like. Yeah, Maybe like Spider-verse? adaptation wise. Yeah, I think it's Spider Verse. Well, the thing is, though, is well, uh, I think with what Kingpin is, like you said, Kingpin is interesting d- without Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Doc Ock is not. Yeah, unless he is Spider Man. Unless he's, <laughs> but he's still Doc Ock. Right, that's true. Right. I think I might just have to go with Doc Ock here. I think Doc Ock only because I don't think Doc Ock could exist outside of being a Spider-Man foe. Yeah, that's true. That's every true. though aspect, I do. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say every aspect of Doctor Octopus is related to at least something I think of when I think like, oh, a Spider-Man villain. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's Doc certainly Ock. it's certainly the thing where it's like if they announced tomorrow that the next villain was going to be Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin, I think everyone would be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like not nice. All right, neat, cool. Yeah, like, excited I'm, for that. If they that. announced the next villain was Doctor Octopus, I think people would lose their minds. I especially disagree. if they got someone. I think if they, especially if they got someone like cast, like announced as the know. character. I think it's been done too many times on screen already. No, it's only been done once. Twice. Oh yeah. Well, Oh, I'm are you talking Spider-verse. about Spider Verse? Yeah. Oh, counting, I don't count Spider Verse. I'm, I'm counting Spider Verse because I think that's an iconic Doc Ock now. I think it that. Is. I think that elevated the character in a really awesome way. I think think it's really good, but I think more people will would have to have seen the cartoon Spider-Man movie uh, as Uh. they see it uh, in order for that to be true. I think that's true in the circles that we are in, Preeti. But I think in the nothing else matters, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen Spider Verse, I don't care about your opinion. Put that on a sticker. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Spider Verse is yeah. so good. <laughs> it is really good, and but that's the thing too is like you look at Kingpin in that move in that movie, and like the thing that I love about what they did with that character in that movie is that it, it ties in so well with the Spider-Man mythos in that he is a man who made a mistake on like that. He himself made a mistake, chose the wrong path and lost his family in the process inadvertently in the same way that Spider-Man did. Yes. And now rather than using his power for good, he's literally going to destroy the universe to take, try and take back that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's real good. That's real that's good. Real good. Yeah. That's real that's good. That's real good. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know, man. This is hard. This is yeah. hard. This is hard. Yeah. Um, um, I I mean, okay, so let's see. Ooh, 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 here's an idea. Okay. If we took away the the best version the character's been done and the worst version of the character that's been done, what's left? Like what's the, okay? What's the core? I, I think I think it's got to be Doc Ock. Maybe. Okay. Well, what's well? Let's let's first of all, what's the best version and worst version of Kingpin? Um, best Spider-verse. version is Spider Verse or Vincent D'Onofrio. Best version. Uh, best or are we talking about? Are we talking about specifically with Spider Man? Uh, Maybe let's talk specifically Kingpin with Spider Man. Okay. So okay. Let's let's take away the worst version of Kingpin with Spider Man. The best version is Spider Verse. I think. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what's the what's the what's the worst version of Kingpin with Spider Man? Probably the animated series. Yeah. Because he's because he's all like teched out and like yeah and he's just and like, that's boring. Oh, I yeah. Get you and he he's has like, like a, a laser he's cane. like a James Bond villain. Yeah. 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 What is that? No, I don't you. know. That is pretty weird. Okay, um, okay so we take th- those out. What's left? What's left is uh, a crime boss mob guy in New York City. Who Comics. But what's mostly. left is I'm going to bring up Back in Black again because I think it's awesome. Ah, dang, that's good. That's true. That is good. Like what's that's- left is he almost murdered. He literally causes yeah. the, one more the, day. The, yeah, the deal with more with the with, – Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like his face, Satan, yeah. devil guy. <laughs> All right, that's intense. Yeah. So then, what so about? Then you take Doc Ock. Ock. Okay, what's the best version of Doctor Octopus? I, I personally, I think it might be the video game. That yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, so the video game. So we take that out of the equation as the best version. What's the worst version of Doctor Octopus? Is it the? It's not the Fox animated series because that was the first time that he was like a, a mentor of Peter. That's mm-hmm, pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's, That's pretty important. Good. I mean, my kryptonite is like when people switch bodies. Like I hate it. I could not read Superior Spider-Man. Oh, okay. I just, oh, I, wow. hate I hate when we know that a character isn't who they says they are, say they are, but no one else does. Okay. It just, it makes me so anxious. I can't enjoy the story. Wow. So are we going to take out Dan Slott's Dr. Octopus? That's mine. I Ooh. recognize that it's like a really strong run and that people really love it. So I don't think we should. Okay. Because yeah. okay. I, I, I think, love I think I'm an anomaly. Spike. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's just like Ox first appearances when he's just like a rando. Like, yeah. You know. When okay. Just like, so we're we talking. Need a bad guy. We're talking six sixties Doc Ock. Sixties. That's what Doc we're gonna Ock. get rid of. Okay. okay. All right. So, so that means that we lose the iconic. Splash page. 
We, we use, do. We use, oh, yeah. We do lose yeah. that, but we still have Spider-Man 2 as Sam Raimi, and we still have Superior Spider-Man Dr. Octopus. We still yeah. have, like, Doc Ock and ASM 700. Like, Okay, I will say that I there's a, there's another Spider-Man uh, Kingpin story that I like. The, um, the Mark Wade family. Oh, what was the name of it? Oh, family business. Family business. I like that one. I know it's super weird, but I love the art, and I actually really like the weird story. Oh, okay. I don't. I see. I hate. I hate Spider-Man espionage stories. Like oh, I always have. I, I actually quite like them. Yeah. Sneaky sneak. See, that's it's the reason why I couldn't get into most of Chip Zdarsky's run because it was just a sequel to that graphic novel. So good. <laughs> I, there, I I love a lot of the one shots. <laughs> I love the I love the Jonah issue. I love there's like a lot of I love the final issue of his run. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but the uh, the espionage stuff, I can't I can't can't do it. Oh, I like it. It's like so. Okay, so that's your superior Spider Man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, that's I that's my we, body swapping. I, I, I hate <laughs> espionage, Spidey. I think yeah. we have to just we just have to make a decision. Okay, okay. Um. I think when I when I think of Spider Man, I'm I'm much more likely going to think about Doctor Octopus than I ever will Kingpin. So I'm going Doctor Octopus for me. Okay. Okay. What do you think, Pretty? Mm, I think I like Kingpin better as a character, but I agree. I'm also I'm gonna go Doc Ock because I think he's more of a Spider Man foe. Yeah, Doc Ock it is. All right, there it Doc is, Doc Ock. Dan wow. Slot would be proud. Um, <laughs> so Doc Ock is uh, the official Spider-Man Minute ultimate foe. Wow. We did it. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Dr. Octopus. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, if you liked this episode and you liked our, uh, our discussion of villains and things like that, then you're definitely going to want to check out The Weekend Bugle when it's exclusive to our Patreon, which is most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so if you are not already a Patreon supporter, you can do that at DuelingGenre.com slash support. It's $3 a month. That's it. And we're going to be doing the this sort of thing uh, much more often. Um, and we're, we're trying to shoot for three times a month. That's what I'm trying to shoot for. Um, so, uh, uh, fingers crossed we can get there. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's weirdly harder now that I'm in LA with, with <laughs> Zach than it was when we were three hours apart. Um, so, good. but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. But, uh, anyway, yeah, we're going to start doing this. I think what we're going to cover next week is Ang Lee's Hulk. So yeah. if you want to hear us talk about Ang Lee's Hulk, uh, on the eve of the release of Ang Lee's new film, Gemini Man, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there will probably be some discussion of Gemini Man, I would imagine, as well. I don't know. We'll um, see. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. But in any event, that's what we're planning on doing next week. So, uh, uh, you know, look out for that. And we're also going to be talking about lots of other Spider-Man-related things and superhero-related things. Um, so all of that stuff, uh, make sure that you are uh, a Patreon supporter and you'll get the Weekend Bugle um, uh, you know, as often as we can get it out, hopefully about three times a month. So, um, it's, it's the easier the more that. patrons we have. Yeah, absolutely. That is a hundred percent true. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So go, go become a Patreon supporter, please, please, please. That's duelinggenre.com slash support. And, uh, we'll see you guys again on Monday with, uh, I think minute 71. Sure. I think that's right. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, Bye, Preeti, thanks so much for guesting. Of course. This is awesome. Absolutely. All right. right. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.